Welcome to a new episode of At The Bar Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike. And with me today, looking dashing, Jeff. Appreciate it. Hollywood. (laughs) It's Hollywood. We're actually just changing it. I'm just going to be a mononym from now on, and it's just Hollywood. Just Hollywood? No more Jeff. Okay. Jeff Jeff is is dead. dead. (laughs) (laughs) That was not rehearsed. Not rehearsed. We have a very special guest, Hollywood. Jesse's here. Jesse, how are you? Good. How's it going? Good, good, good. So, you're our first listener who wasn't... You know, a friend before the show. So this is a very yeah, cool episode, yeah. Extremely exciting. I was saying before the show that it's it's really cool that we finally have gotten to the point where we have an actual listener coming on. So Yeah. So you're the first one. So be first. <laughs> yeah, it's always gonna be, be first. First or last. <laughs> first or last. <laughs> um so what what brings you here to join us on the show? So I was up at the uh the land uh, beer festival and saw you guys hanging out up there and decided to talk to you because uh, I also uh, I have a blog in which I talk about collecting beer bottles uh-huh. and uh, you know we, we were commiserating for a little while but you got interested in the show and started listening to it from there how you like the show <laughs> if you don't like it you can you can feel free it's pretty good it's uh, it's tough sometimes to get through a full hour uh, sometimes significantly over an hour sometimes but, yeah. uh, that's we've the, the we, know. <laughs> we know we know I, I power through yeah <laughs> we know yeah well, we've, a, we've been working on it it's been a problem for us lately a i ramble bit, yeah. a little bit when i start drinking <laughs> yeah. but we, but well i'm glad you like it i do so i'm glad it's always good to get a compliment <laughs> but yeah time is an issue but we're working on it so what have you brought us today I have brought you a selection of beers from Texas. So I get to travel a lot uh, where I work, and every time I go somewhere, I'm trying to add to my bottle collection, which is now over 1,400 uh, bottles and cans. Um, So everywhere I go, I'm buying as many different and unique beers as I can, uh, usually trying to get from the area that I'm staying in. Uh, unfortunately, the area of Texas I was in was uh, very backwoods, super, super south Texas, uh, as far south as you can possibly go. And there were no actual craft breweries there that I could I could ping on to, but I right. got a good selection of yeah. other Texas craft beers. Awesome. Well, I was, uh, I was actually talking to Darren about it earlier because I was like, how come I don't see much Texas beer in the market in Florida? And apparently, and, and I know I'm going to be corrected on this because, I, like I said, this is hearsay <laughs> from Darren. Darren's very knowledgeable, but at the same time, it's not our state. But um, apparently, the breweries in Texas have to pay for their own distribution. I've heard so, that too, yeah. So it's not... It's not like sell to a distributor and they're all of a sudden all in the market like it is in any other state. They have to actually distribute themselves. So that's why Shiner and St. Arnold come out of Texas, but pretty much nothing else makes it out of Texas because they're just struggling even to distribute in their own state. So it's it's cool to go to a place like that where we're not getting a lot of their stuff, and now we get to try some of it here. Right. So what kind of – you kind of touched on it. What kind of blog do you, do you run? So it's um – it's called uh, Used Hairs, Used Bottles. Uh-huh. Uh, my online name for years and years has simply been Used Hair, uh, which is a long story. <laughs> uh, but um, <clears throat> what I do is I like to talk about the stories behind going out and finding the beer bottles. Uh, for example, Texas, there was a you know a huge uh, struggle in just finding the right bottles. You know, finding a store that would sell single bottles to me in Texas, right, yeah. mm-hmm. finding a place where I could find. Uh, I ended up trying to track down a bottle of uh, Clown Shoes beer, which wasn't even from Texas, but there's right. a whole big adventure around this. And that's the kind of stuff I talk about in the blog, you know. Right. How do I go out and find these things? Cool. I mean, that's something unique that you don't necessarily get all the time. You know, you're essentially beer chasing. Yes. Yeah, but for more or less bottles. And it's it's hard to, to find a place that's going to give you one single out of a six-pack. You know, in a lot of places, that is hard. In Orlando, you can find it here and there. But even, I mean, Total Wine doesn't really do that that much. I mean, we have it lucky with ABC and Total Wine. They let you buy yeah. singles. But I don't know what it's like any other state. You know, well, so. Oddly enough, I go to Tucson. I just came back from Tucson, and there was a Total Wine there. So that was just where I went. I was, oh, there you yeah, go. I know, <laughs> there you go. There. I know they'll have the right selection. Yeah. So you want, you want to crack one open? Yeah. Do we want to start with that? Um, well, it's Jesse yeah. Spear. Let, 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 let's oh, no, go for it. Yeah. Let's, do, let's do the uh, that one. The Tejas? Yes. The Tejas. Okay, we're, so. we're aiming for what looks to be the... the the, the Bud Light of the offering. The Bud Light of Texas, <laughs> yes. Uh, it looks like it might just be that, but it's kind of a cool... I mean, 
it's simplistic. It's almost old style can, so I like it a lot. Yeah, don't um, don't mind me. I'm making a list of what we pull out so I can put the the pictures up on the uh, on the video. Yeah, sure. But we wanted to can a piece of West Texas and serve it in 12 ounces at a time. That's what it says right on the can. So I love it. Yeehaw. <laughs> Let's crack it open. It is a it's a lager, it's so it is going to be probably just a nice pale lager. We'll see. We'll we can uh, yeah, it's pale. see how well it stacks up with with the king of pale lagers, Mr. Bud Light. Bud Light's my jam. We all know that. <laughs> so color is definitely... Uh, I don't know, but am I supposed to be pouring the whole thing out? I don't know, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this isn't going to be the I'm one that exactly gets us hammered. I'm not exactly taking it home with me. So. <laughs> this isn't going to be the one that gets us hammered anyway. No, it's going to be <laughs> the other ones. <laughs> there you go. So color is, is definitely pale lager-ish. All right, let me give you statistics here. We got 4.6%. Uh, uh, pale lager from, does it say where? Nope, it does not. All right. I'll keep researching and we'll get back to that. But 4.6%, so right in line with Bud Right in line with Bud Light, yep. yep. I like the font. It's I white. Actually, I really do like the can a lot. It's, yeah. It's almost Simple like, but yet attractive. Yeah, very attractive yeah. can. Really cool. Look at the uh, barcode. It says in far west Texas, oh, and the barcode yeah, look, is barcode the state is of Texas. Texas. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's cool. Oh, so that gets that gets extra points. So, smell. It's very it smells pilsnery. It smells, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That kind of punk. Color is very light yellow. Like it, like it's pretty much identical super, yeah, to yeah. a pale yeah. to a. So the the colors there, smell is a lot pilsnery. So let's go into the uh, the tasting. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not enjoyable. bad at all. No, yeah. yeah, really enjoyable. Pleasantly surprised. It um, you don't get that lager like that cheap pale lager aftertaste. No, like not you at do all. with you know, for me Narragansett, I get like a linger, but it cuts off really well. I looked it up. It is a uh, Big Bend Brewing Company. Yep, Big BBC. Bend in uh, Alpine, Texas, and it says in far west Texas, far as west. far west as you can get. I actually really like that. That's a, that is a solid. That's a, <laughs> yeah. Call it a lawnmower beer. That's a really good lawnmower that's, I beer. I think the best lawnmower beer I've ever had. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Which is funny because before we were, we were talking. Now like, it's Texas. I'm going to start saying hell yeah this episode. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> you know, before we were like, oh, well, that looks like the cheapest one. We'll start with that. And I'm like, all right, this is pretty good, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and this one, like we said, it's a very clean and simplistic but really nice looking label. Some of these cans have great can art on them. So oh, absolutely. It's going to be. Uh, obviously, the packaging, we're judging a book by its cover, but we thought, oh, this looks like it might be the most <laughs> this simplistic looks, this one. This looks you know? cheap. Let's try it. <laughs> and then turns out it's a really good yeah. beer. Jesse, what are you thinking? Good job, Tejas. I'm thinking it's pretty good. Uh, I'm normally actually not that big into to standard lagers. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're really not my jam. Um, as dark and, and complex as you can get, you know, we have these scotch ales. Yeah. Things like that are where I'm normally going. I mean, this is... I mean, imagine tailgating with that beer, dude. Like, yeah, that's. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go on a limb, and that is probably the best pale lager I've ever had. All right, let me <laughs> let me finish. Let me finish the description because this is why it's the best. Okay. Because they made it with some pretty awesome ingredients. So, it is. Uh, let's see, twelve ounces at a time, and it's brewed with a handful of hops, barley, a dash of rain clouds and lightning. <laughs> Some sass and a pinch of the West with a little Pancho Villa. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. That's the best description like, we've had. I like rain clouds and lightning. <laughs> well, at least they made it with some lightning. Yeah. So somebody figured out how to bottle lightning, or at least can it. Only in the only in Texas. I will give this the top two uh, best pale lagers I've had because okay. actually the uh, the ballast point I think it's the long long fin lager something like is that yeah, yeah, yeah. really really good but this is right there with it so from one to ten one yeah one to ten for the style for the style for style I give it like uh, an eight point eight for the style for style for, for being a pale for, lager for if I was if, for a beer yeah like a seven two because I would never okay. drink a pale lager at a bar just because unless it's like Poonapoo day, and I just drank nine stouts. I will. At that point, it's situational, right? You know, Jesse, what are you, you going to give this for the style? 
Uh, you know, considering that lagers aren't normally my thing. I mean, for this style, I'm going to give it like a 9.5. It really is the best, okay. one of the best lagers I've had. Yeah, I'm in line with Jesse here. Like, that is the best. It's stylistically it's, is great. It's the best pair of lager I've ever had in my entire life. So 9.5 for sure. I'm gonna I could picture time. myself actually Ordering drinking that. this on a regular basis. Oh, absolutely. Basis. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would order at a bar uh, if I wanted something, uh, you know, light and, you know, oh, I didn't say refreshing. Start doing a little sample for the house. Okay. <laughs> we don't have to let him know that we drank that one. So, Darren, we didn't drink that one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, I can't. I wish I can get that so I can tailgate with it. Okay, so I'll I'll, I'll bump my score stylistically. I'll give you guys what exactly you nailed it nine five. But I just couldn't in my heart give a pale lager a nine five. Yeah. But for the style, <laughs> within the style, that's within the style, it yeah. is it is great. It, it nailed it. So. I'll give it to her. Cool, cool. So uh, I guess we just continue with the cans. Sure. They're right there. I mean. Do we want to know what we have in bottle and decide if you want to possibly crack one of those? Sure. Because I inventoried them. All right. So four of them are from Real Ale Brewing. We have an Oktoberfest, uh, a Wee Heavy called Oof. Real Heavy, and uh, that's a bomber. So we maybe don't want to do that one <laughs> just because okay. I'm probably already going to be tipsy after one more beer. Um <laughs> The Brewhouse Brown Ale and Devil's Backbone Belgian Triple Ooh. are all from Real Belgian Ale. Belgian Triple. Ooh. And then Elda M, which actually is, in my opinion, the coolest bottle art of the of the five that are in there. Really cool bottle uh, is a Milk Stout. We're doing that one. All right, so we're going to do Elda M Milk Stout. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And then I heard a ooh for the Belgian Triple, so Belgian maybe we'll do that triple, one yeah. later. Okay. We'll touch the heavier ABV stuff as I'm getting more drunk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Stick with the cans for now, though. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, do uh, so. We had a, a pale lager. What else we got? We got. A, I see a imperial stout. So this imperial stout, I love the can art on. So I don't. Let's know. do that one. Yeah, let's do that this one. This is a cool. I mean, it's got like a little dog on it. I like this is tag. like this is like grabbing presents under a Christmas tree. Like it, I like this. Well, it's funny because there is a Christmas beer in here too. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this is Carbach Brewing. I believe that's how you say it. Um, and it's three-legged lab. And now that I just read that it's called three-legged lab, I noticed that the little dog on the label only has three legs. So now it's kind of a sad label. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, really, I mean, this is, to me, I think that's one of the cooler can arts that we've yeah, seen. Yeah, I'm digging it, yeah. Yeah, and Carbach seemed to be pretty big in the bars I was going to there. You know, they seem to have a lot on tap. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, look at some of their, the can art on them. The can art's... Really cool on there. I, I think it's one of the better ones I've seen in terms this, of design. Look at this Kolsch one. That's a cool can art. Yeah, I like, like that. Straight out of the seventies. Yeah, that at I think I think can art <laughs> is is a is some that breweries should really get right. Oh, have you seen? Uh, the, There's so many plain ones. What's the one that does um, the brown note and? Oh my uh, gosh! Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, and no. what a great name. <laughs> brown note and uh, Rico Suavin. And they have, oh, oh, their oh, can art is unreal. It'll come back. I'll look it up now as we open that. So that can't that can't school. Tripod approved. <laughs> so Jeff is pouring now. All right. So we got. It's got a more impressive head than the longer did. Yeah, it's very. I mean, the bubbles are very. You can see the, each individual bubble yeah, in it's there. Pretty, it's cool because. Imperial stats don't do that. Yeah. What's the um ABV, the yeah. stats? Let yeah. me get you the stats here. Let me top you off though. And then I'll get you all the stats. Damn it. <laughs> you topped off that my fingers. I hope, <laughs> that this, I hope that this one is Let me top you off. So the the brown note um, beer. Um the L M milk stout. Tell them it's that's one of the bottles in there. It's uh, against the grain. Yes, awesome yeah. can art. I'll, I'll, we'll throw that up there. The, the one with the, bra- the, the one special. with the brown ale. It literally has a, a dude pooping his pants on the can, and yeah. it's nice. in the a brown hilarious note. like cartoony <coughs> sketch. It's yeah. awesome. So the head retention on this is pretty solid. As Jeff's looking for the uh, the statistics here, it's good. This is straight out of Houston, Texas. Houston. It is tripod approved. But it's spelled like pod, like a paw. Yeah. Oh, pod. Um, Witty. <laughs> in case you're wondering, you shouldn't drink uh, Imperial Stouts if you're pregnant. So that's on the can there. 
No stats there. No stats. Really. No oh, stats. it's not good. Come on, Carbach. Hold on. You gotta be doing. You gotta be doing some stats. They, they gotta have ABV on it. That's the rule. It's Carbach. Did they hide? I so. have. I. When you got fourteen hundred bottles and cans, and you're trying not to buy the same stuff over and over again, Make you eventually have to have an Excel sheet with everything <laughs> you have. <laughs> the in real it. deal. So, so um, I have it in an Excel sheet here. Aaron can try that. It's an Imperial Stout by so. Carbach, out of Houston, Texas. So pretty well, much, I'm, I'm, I can probably get pretty close with it. The head retention's there. It's it's pretty uh, it's pretty black, or an extremely dark brown, light beige. Eight, eight four eight five probably. Light beige or tan head on it that's sticking around. Um, the smell on it. Unless they're unless they're incredibly talented, that's probably about an eight five. So it's it's pretty strong. It's a nine point three. So okay. they're pretty talented because yep. that, yep. they hit it pretty well. You don't really get any kind of boost. The, uh, to me, the aroma is kind of lacking a little bit. But it has a really, it's roasty. You smell roast. I smell really like almost roasty, like a leather. Pretty uh, smoky. A little smoke. Yeah. But nothing, you don't get anything right right away. You have to kind of, there is kind of have to find it. Almost a non-existent nose on it. Yeah. Um, maybe it's the missing leg. Oh. Isn't this, a, I think that's such a cool bottle. Yeah. Oh, that is good. Wow. That, this beer is all flavor. Yeah. It's all yeah. flavor. You've had it? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I tried it to You're tell sneaky. you to guess what the ABV was, and then I was off by an entire point of ABV. You can taste it. I taste like <clears throat> like, like the fake chocolate, like the powdered chocolate, which is becoming more and more prevalent in the chocolate styles we drink, at least here on the show. But I get a little, a little bit of booziness, kind of like that chalky chocolate. It does have booze um, in the finish, yeah. yeah. I mean, eight five wasn't exactly like calling it a bitch beer. It, it it's a high ABV, so I get a little bit like a fig or like a plum, but I think it does have it does have a sweetness to it. There's a the sweetness end, to it, yeah. Because it starts roasty and smoky, and then it ends with that chocolate sweetness. I think it's probably just the malts they use is, is yeah. a chocolatey, caramelly kind of malt. But it leaves but, you that with that like powdered chocolate residue. Yeah, that just chalkiness. Like, like Nick, Nib Smuggler did. Yeah. It's noticeably lacking in rain clouds and lightning, though. Yeah. yeah. Right? Not, not, not so much of that. Come on, Carbach. <laughs> Get it together. You're in Texas. All <laughs> yeah. there is is rain clouds and lightning. Not even a description like that on the bottle. There's like no ABV on it no, either. No cool description. I'm going to be honest there. with you. Because Tejas well, that one has rain clouds and lightning, they became one of my favorite breweries. Yeah, I actually like the Tejas more than this one. I'm going to go on a limb and say it. Mm. I don't know. I, I would still take this over the... The lager. Recycle, damn it. It was a really good lager, but I would still take I will, over Does there. it say recycle, damn it? On yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So they did something funny on the recycle, can. Recycle, damn it. I think it. everybody should have something funny on their can always. Yeah, it says, uh, uh, now I can't find it. Yeah, it says right there, recycle, damn it. <laughs> right there next to the barcode. So, Jeff, if you give this from 1 to 10, what decimals? I'm a, I'm a imperial stout connoisseur of sorts. This They're is my jam. favorite style. So this is a... Uh, it's lacking in nose, which I'm, I view as, as one of the more important pieces of a beer. And then also, the body's light for a 9.5 or 9. What was it? 9.4? Nine, 9.3. Nine, three. Nine, three. It's yeah. really light-bodied, which in Imperial Stout, you almost want it to be thick. Like, real thick. Okay. Motor oily. So, I'm going to give it like a 7.2, 7.3. Okay. Jesse, what are you, what are you thinking? Uh, you know, again, in comparison to the lager... Uh, it's much better, but we're going within style. Yeah. So as far as just imperial stouts, I'm not really sure what makes something an imperial stout as opposed to a regular stout. Um, ABV and the amount of ingredients <coughs> that go into it, more or less. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So if there's more ingredients going into it, I would expect it to be more complex in flavor. Mm-hmm. And this isn't complex in flavor. It's right. a pretty straightforward flavor. Yeah. Uh, so within style, I'm thinking... Seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, body, I actually like the body on it. I think the body's there. No, Really no aroma. And I didn't like the, the chalky chocolate aftertaste. So I'm, I'll probably break between you two. probably do a seven, two. Okay. Uh, definitely a below, below C minus in, in, in terms of beer for the three-legged. I mean, it definitely was missing something, right? <laughs> yeah. Dad joke. Is missing a leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a good dad joke that I read the other day that I was going to say, but then I forgot it now. 
So what do we have? Uh, what do we got next? Uh, hopefully a bottle opener. Shit, We're know. so unprepared. Do you have one? No. Uh, well, then we'll start, we'll start with a can, and I'll grab a bottle opener. I do not. No. Want to go with another can? How many, well, how many beers are we going to do right now? Because we're already two in with a third on deck, and now we're going to go for a can. So that's four in like twenty I, I, minutes. I was going to do like four or five, but we're also not. I'm not shooting for an hour episode. Obviously, right. this is going to get edited out. But um, <laughs> note course. to self. Uh, yeah. <laughs> note to self. I was thinking like half hour, forty five minute show. So then, let's pick this one and then one other beer to do. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have time on me, but uh, this one doesn't tell you the time, huh? No. Let's do this. Let's do, uh, let's do that one. All right, let me go get it. Is which one's that one? Is that the milk stout? Yes. Okay. What was the uh, the Belgian triple? Yeah. So we're gonna take it. We're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. All right. So yeah, <laughs> I'll. I'll Mush that all together. It's all good. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> yeah. My radio show was a recorded radio show, so I spent a lot of time in the booth. editing. And, uh, this was in in the real to real days. So oh wow, I'm sure that was a pain, having to like cut it and then splice everything together and like, <clears throat> oh god. And when I was first learning, the guy that was teaching me was like super super anal retentive about like you know every click that you make with your mouth and stuff and pop and you know everything taken out and you had to cut every single thing every breath that you take as you're reading something yeah it was insane well i'm sure that made like because he was anal about it that made you like kind of anal about it too so that kind of equals might equal to like a better quality show yeah i mean my products what i what i rebounded to after you know, I didn't have to listen to what he said anymore. It was probably better than what I would have been if he hadn't been so anal in the first place. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind people being specific because as long as it works, you know. Yeah. I'd rather have someone sit down and really break every single millisecond down. This is what you do here, 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 here. And all right, that works out. And then I'm in that habit of doing that same thing to where it, like, limits sloppiness. I don't know. That's why I just think. This, this show, I just kind of, like... It is what it is, you know. I'm not really worried about like exact cuts. I'll just blend everything together and listen to it over and over again. And if it works, it works, you know. But podcast shouldn't be—you shouldn't be anal about a podcast. Like just, you know, friends drinking, you know, hanging yeah, out, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's you know? a whole different thing. I mean, that all was, right, and we're back. Oh, look at that, real ale. And we are back. That's uh, kind of want to do the milk stout first because Belgian triples. Are simple yet complex. Or simple. <laughs> That's the gonna looks, be your the shirt. looks I got. That's gonna be your <laughs> yeah, shirt. I'll own it. Belgian simple yet complex. I still stand by that. They got very mad at you about it. I think. Not mad. Just. I think. Yeah. I th- I don't think they were expecting me to say it, but I still stand by that statement. Because I could pick Belgians out in a fifty beers. I could pick out the one Belgian. Hmm. It's the yeast that gives it away. In my opinion. Funky. In my opinion. A funky yeast. Now, I'm sure I might be wrong, but... If we are, I'm sure the trolls will let us know. Yep. <laughs> so, this one is... I'm digging the art on it. I should, I should probably make a list here. Are you gonna, have you been taking pictures of these guys? Or no, I'm, I'm writing them down. Them right, I'll find them online, like I do every other time. <laughs> Wouldn't it be easier to just take a picture? No. 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 Gross. So, this is the Elda... Elda M. Elda M. Milk stouts. Oh, let me give you stats. All right, you you guys talk. I'm gonna okay. Stats. So <laughs> filler space. So so color here. My head went away. Yeah, the, it didn't. It didn't it develop went very well. As well. I watched it as it was I being poured. Never developed one. But the color is a lot like the uh, the the imperial stout. Uh, it's actually more. Looks almost like soda when you hold it up to the light. Kind of like. Yeah. Like a like a Coca Cola, like a Coca Cola <laughs> color, yeah. I can't see the sun through this beer. All right, I hold it up to the sun, so it's pretty dark. So yeah. it milk stout brewed with ten different malts, rich flavors of roasted and chocolate malts with a hint of coffee. The stout is creamy and sweet, but not overly filling. Best to let the stout warm up, which is true of most stouts, but at least they put it on the bottle. We're not doing that. This one also, <laughs> uh, this one also, I don't know if it's like a Texas thing, but they made their barcode look like a bottle. Hmm. 
So I think it's a thing to just make your barcode. I, yeah, cool I think there. everyone we've seen, their barcode is, like, pretty unique. So this one has uh, it has the state of Texas Except kind of in the background. Uh, the state of Texas, like a map in the background with a ship in the middle. It's real cool bottle art. I like it a lot. Um, says something about the Caribbean on there. Yeah. I like. I kind of like the fact they said ten malts. We'll see how this kind of stacks up here. But appearance kind of looks like Coca Cola or Pepsi. Uh, smell. Complex smell. Way better yeah, smell yeah. than the, the Imperial. Yeah, that's what ten malts will do for you. <laughs> I mean, you're getting. I get a lot of fruit, fruit notes to it, like darker fruit, like licorice a little bit, like maybe dates. like a plum. That might be that creamy, yeah. sweet kind of. Yeah. Because I'm not getting a lot of coffee, even though it says a little bit of coffee. I'm in not there. getting coffee either. Getting a lot of sweet. So let's, let's it doesn't go. smell as roasted as the other one. The other one, all you got was roast off the yeah, smell. Yeah, yeah. don't really get This one's very sweet. One. Jeff's smiling from ear to ear. I tried it. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> and it is sweet. It does taste like there's fruit in there a little bit in a weird way. Oh, yeah. That is that's, really sweet. That's the best one so far. Yeah. I'm a sucker <laughs> for milk stouts. That's really nice. I'm think I'm sure it's like Bourbon County to where if you let warm up all the, the different malt characters this come out is, a little uh, bit more, you know. I'm actually going to leave a little bit uh, when we do the Belgian triple, and then I'm going to try it after it warms up a little bit too, just because it advises it. Um, but uh, it's no label brewing, which is ironic since they have a cool label. But um, <laughs> they're in Katy, Texas. K A T Y. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, is that Katy? Katy, yeah. I think no so. idea. We'll be corrected. If we're wrong. <laughs> Somebody will let us know. Yeah. yeah, but no label brewing. Elda M. Milk Stout. Thoroughly no, impressed. I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm impressed, impressed with so Texas far. beer so far. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I didn't know what to expect because, like I said, we only really get St. Arnold's and, and Shiner. And let's be real, Shiner is Shiner. And, and we don't St. really Arnold's get a whole lot of St. Arnold's. We don't here. get a ton of you it. You have to really find it. Um, but I wasn't expecting a whole lot because you don't hear a lot about Texas beer. Yeah, yeah. And then it's probably just because it's stuck in Texas. Yeah, well, probably if they have to pay for the distribution. Although Shiner birthday. Which one? Like 105. I don't know, whatever last year was. The Hoppy Pilsner? No, they have a new the, one out this the year, chocolate cake. Oh, my God. It was freaking cake. good. I loved that beer. I literally drank it for a good two months straight. Yeah, Shiner's 105 years old. 106, I guess, this year. Yeah. Have you had the the birthday cake, Jesse? The I don't think I have. It wasn't. It was 2014. It was 2014. Super like oh, rich. Like chocolate. Yeah. Like, like cake batter. Yeah. Super rich. Unbelievable. Yeah. It was uh, their 2014 beer, their birthday beer for that. I found year. you. You Last get very was, good uh, at figuring out who the actual brewer is. When you, when you have to re- resort to an Excel sheet like this, because Shiner is not brewed by Shiner, it's brewed by Spetzel Brewing. So, really? Yeah, the name of the company is Spetzel Brewery. Spetzel? Yeah. So they're German. So I had their true. birthday Close beer. I think their birthday beer was older. I think the birthday cake one this year is newer. I don't think I've it had was, that one This yet. past year was their Hoppy Pilsner, which I didn't have because I was turned off by Hoppy. Yeah, the year before that, 2014, was their birthday it's cake. It's like ironic, a hoppy pilsner, because pilsners are basically just already a hoppy lager. Yeah. Yeah. So then you make an extra hoppy pilsner, aren't you just kind of making an IPL? More or less, yeah. <laughs> yeah, more or less. But this is super complex. Like, I'm really liking this a lot. You know, and I know when we had, uh, re- back to Red Cypress, their, uh, uh, their death roll. Death roll. Like, his, 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 yeah. that beer was a lot like this one. Very I don't complex, think he used... and it was a malt build that yeah. made, it, made it so. No added flavors, no, no added anything. Nothing. I actually was just at the brewery last week, and I talked to him again about it. They've upped the ABV since we tried it on the show. And it's a little full, little bit more full-bodied, honestly better than it was when we already when we loved it. it. Yeah. So it was. it's a great beer. But that's. It, it seems to me like we went the wrong way in a lot of ways in America, where we went with, like, throw as many different kinds of hops in a beer as you can. And everybody's like ten different hops, and then it just tastes oh, like, way cool. Oh my god! It tastes so bitter that yeah. you don't even taste the differences between them. I feel like a complex malt build, you actually taste the complexity of the malt better than you would in hops without having to add you know fruit or any kind of right. you know flavoring to it, adjunct whatever. Um, I think that's that's a, might be a craze that hasn't maybe caught steam yet. You know, instead of building a hop profile, you build a malt profile, and well, the malt's just very. I feel like hop is, and people are going to fight us on this all day. Yeah. I feel like hop, each strand has different tastes, but they're all straightforward tastes. Like, I, it, your your tongue can only process so much bitter. 
Yep. So once you get hit with it, your tongue doesn't have the ability to adjust it to whatever it. complexity there is right. to follow. So when you have when you have a seven different wet hop IPA that has a hundred and something IBUs, you get bitter, but you don't get you know if they use eight if they use eight hops and they all have a citrus profile, then you get citrus bitter, but you don't get like this one's lemon this one's lime this one's orange this one's pear it's hard to pick out certain hops when there's so many in a beer but when you do it with malt it almost like lines up where they take turns playing off your palate we're like and i always feel like it starts with roast smoke then chocolate then caramel and then it finishes sweet with whatever the sweetest lightest malt is right and it's like i i I could be wrong but that's the way it seems that's how your your palate. palate takes it right right and and I feel like the reason that may not have taken off yet is because for for hops, it's very simple for people to break down. They get, you know, it's, it's bitter and either citrusy or piney or grassy. And you can see, you know, I like this or I don't like that. It's, right. very, it's very simple. Whereas with the, with the malts, it's, you know, the average person is not going to be able to tell you the difference between any kind of malts yeah. that they're, and, they're looking at. And you know at. what? That actually brings up a really good point because if you know you like citrus IPAs, you're you know that's one style of IPA. There's no like, there's no like border jumping in the IPA world. So like in malts, it's complex, but you might not know like okay, I like the caramelly chocolate ones. I don't really like the nougaty sweet one. You know, so like right. if you do a complex malt build, it might offend some people. But with hops, it's like. You're bitter, you're not bitter, you're citrusy, you're not citrusy, you're piney, you're earthy, you're whatever, but you know which IPAs you like. And that's yeah. and maybe that's the beauty of it is that they're segmented to everybody can find something they like. Yeah. I was actually able to go through, uh, like ABC tends to have the, the beer tasting events. You buy a little glass for $5 and, you know, go around and yeah. try all the beers. And um, it was, seemed like every brewer there had mostly IPAs. And I, I made a, a really enjoyable evening out of just going to every one of them, going, "Give me the IPA that you give to people that don't like IPAs." And they're, they're all so proud of it. They're, oh, you know, yeah, you got to try this one. This oh, is the best. Yeah. the best try IPA this here. One, yeah. yeah, you know, and, and some worked, some didn't. But you know, I did a lot better than if I had just walked around grumbling all night about IPAs. It's just, that's, it's, that's what I do. <laughs> I just bitch the whole time. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it if they just if. if Having an IPA wasn't the the industry standard. Yeah, because there's yeah. there's got to be brewers, and you know which ones they are because their IPA is lackluster. Yep. Who are only brewing an IPA because the market calls for them to have one, and it's like that's not what their passion is. That's not what they're passionate about. There's there's Belgian inspired breweries in Florida that are brewing IPAs because they know they have to, yeah. and it's like so now what we have eight thousand subpar IPAs in the world. IPAs pay the bill, yeah. pay the rent. You know sometimes. Not if they're Sometimes. lackluster. People buy them just because it's it's the neighborhood, you know, brewery. No, it's down the street. You know, I could go there, drive there five minutes, get there, have, you know, average beer, or I can drive half hour to forty five minutes and have better beer. But then I have to figure out a way to drive back. But like we just talked about the other day when we were at Boegans, you would drive longer to get to Boegans <laughs> than you would to get to another, another local brewery, brewery that was closer right. because mm-hmm. their beer's better. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the problem with everybody having an IPA is just the being the local brewer doesn't matter anymore. Because there's even in what we have self-proclaimed as the butthole of craft beer in Florida, Orlando. there are there are like <laughs> Any night I want to go to a brewery, there's like nine options for me to go to, and I'm in I'm in a bad craft beer market. Yeah, so like I'll drive longer to go to Red Cypress or Bowiegans than I would to go to 1010. That's right down the road from my house. Right. We need to revisit 1010. We do because I've heard they've done some good things, and I haven't yeah. gone. I feel bad talking smack, but I'm sure they're good. I'm sure. So I, I let mine warm up. The uh, Elma May. I liked it better cold. I'll just, uh, hmm. I'll, 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 I'll claim that. Yeah, I like it better. I like it better cold. We good? You lose power? All right, we're on. My, my screensaver must have. Yeah, we're still going. <laughs> okay, so mine I, is warming still, so I'm going to leave this little bit here. I like mine cold. Are we ready to experiment with a Belgian triple? Yeah, give it a grade, Jeff, from oh, yeah, zero to great. ten. The L de May. L de M. L de M, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Asterisk. <laughs> milk stout. 
complex malt build, good nose, good body, bad, bad uh, head retention, but the body was still there and the nose was still there. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it like a eight five for the style. Okay, eight five. Yeah. Average B. Uh, yeah. I mean, like we've said before, I think like anything in the eights is better than average. And then anything in the sevens is your average, average beer. Yeah. Anything that's below a seven five is bordering on crap. Right. Jesse, what are you thinking? Uh, again, this is this is difficult for me because I'm more a connoisseur of the bottles than a connoisseur of the beers. So coming up with the the ratings, right. you know, <laughs> I'm certainly not going into the uh, double digit decimal places like you guys sometimes do. No, we won't. Uh, we yeah, we don't do that. But uh, <laughs> only one place. <laughs> uh. For the style, again, there was no head retention at all. It didn't even right. develop one. Uh, but there was a really good smell. Um, for the style, I really enjoyed what I was drinking. Yeah. And that's about the best I can do with it. So, um, you know, an eight and a half. Another eight five. Okay. I liked it a lot cold. Um, with that said, I would probably give it above average compared to all the milk stouts just because of the malt build on it. I'm thinking 8.8 on this one. Cool. I thoroughly enjoyed it. What's really cool about it is it's not like Breckenridge Vanilla Porter, which isn't a milk stout, but, you know, it's not like a left-hand milk stout where there's, like, a lot of flavor that you don't think actually came from the malt in it. Yeah. This, you can tell, is, is a complex malt build, so yeah. they did a good job with it. Yeah. I mean, it could, I mean, head retention, maybe it was shaken during transportation or a little bit older. You, you never know with, with bringing beer back from another location, but I would give it an 8.8, eight, though. You, did you fly it back? Yeah. Yeah, I actually uh, I have a blog post where I talk about that kind of thing. It's it's very interesting. Uh, check bag, wrapped check in bag, jeans. Wrapped in jeans. <laughs> uh, what I did learn, that. this actually this particular trip in Texas was the first time I had a bottle. It didn't break. I've been expecting a bottle to break the whole time. I've been, I've been checking bags with bottles in them, but it didn't break. But what happened was uh, I think the cap wasn't sealed right, and it just leaked all over everything. So I had... It was a bomber that it happened to, and I had maybe a half inch of beer left in it. My rule, I have to at least taste the beer in order to keep the bottle or can. Yeah. And, you know, there was still a taste in there. I'm sure it was going to be horrible, but I, I powered through you know it just what? to know that I could still keep that bottle off. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't waste that trip. I'm sure a, a good amount of what came out of there was probably due to the pressure differences between what's inside that bottle and then the fact that you're not in a pressurized it's not a yeah, but I do that all the time. Cap, I, I, and all yeah. the bottles make it. They usually do, yeah. Well, what I noticed after I got it home, I when I bought the bottle, I didn't really think anything of it. But in the center of the cap, there was a really well-defined circle pressed into the cap. And I thought it was just like the way they were making this cap. Right. I, I think because the bottle failed, I think it was just the cap had gone bad. And right. I've seen other beers from that same company now uh, that didn't have that depression in the cap. So I'm sure I just... Did yeah. a really piss poor job of picking that bottle. No, and, uh, what people I read online, people put in Ziploc bags, and like I never thought of that. I've started doing ever. that since, like, since that it's happened. It's a dumb. To me. It's like a dumb that. idea. I'm like, wow, I just never thought of putting it in Ziploc bags. Never crossed my mind. I've also been told, like you know, put it in a Ziploc bag and put a diaper in there, you know, so it'll soak up any liquids. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not spending a lot of money on diapers to put it in my check yeah. bag because yeah, no. you know. I know the TSA is watching. Yeah. And they're uh, going to think you're a weirdo if you got beer diapers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> beer diapers. Is he going to drink that? Or? <laughs> this is the uh, Elder Ham milk stuff. Isn't that the one you gave me earlier? No, we nope. gave you uh, this here uh, three legged lab Imperial Stout. So, as Darren, Darren stuck over here to try that. You like that? Yeah. How are you guys doing? We're good, We're man. Good, man. Ten, good. Uh, ten different kinds of malt in that beer, the complex malt build. I liked it better cold, but I actually kind of did too. Each their own. I got more out of it being cold in terms of flavor than warm. Yeah, signs of sign of quality, I guess. So this one is a Belgian triple, right? Yes, as I'm as I'm manically trying to preserve the label on this bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we don't want it sweating too much here. Yeah, I found. uh, bottle cozies do really well for that. I put the bottle right in the cozy, and it soaks up that extra moisture and, and doesn't yeah. destroy the label. Yeah. So I do pretty well with that. Let's give you a new glass. We got plenty. Oh, wait. Kermit's coming over now. I asked oh, him to be on the it's show, Ray Romano. he's been working. Oh. Uh, come over here for a key. Oh. What key? So I can get in. Oh, 
are you leaving right now? So this one, like three minutes. Cool. So this one is by who is it by Jeff? Real Ale. This is. Uh, uh, how do you spell that? R E A L. Okay, real ale. as in okay. As in real. Real as in real. <laughs> Not real as in fishing. That's a. <laughs> so that is the. What's the name of it? It is the Devil's Backbone Belgian Style Triple. Uh, unfiltered triple, actually. So, and unpasteurized. I will say every bar I went to in Texas, uh, real brewing uh, Fireman's Four seemed to be like on every tap. You know, everybody had it. Everybody was ordering it. It seems to be a, a standard there. I'm sure there's a whole other like market over there that like, oh, man, Cigar City, what's that? We have real ale brewing. Yeah, this yeah is, you, you go know, into a bar there and you're going to get their own world. or yeah. real. That's, yeah. that's what you're going to get in any bar. Um so it is working in the hill country from a foundation of time-honored brewing tradition. Real Ale believes minimal processing produces maximum flavor. Okay. So that's, I respect that. That's their, their simplistic yet complex. I'm right again. <laughs> <laughs> so the label isn't as uh, yeah, visually super attractive. Knows. Yeah, super Belgian. How can you tell, Jeff? Because they're simple yet complex. <laughs> <laughs> but you definitely get a lot of Belgian on the nose. You can tell. The minute you smell it, you're like, this is a Belgian. A lot of yeast, fruit, and we're good. We're just going to go for it. I like it. I'll be That's honest, I'm kind of Belgian out. But. Uh-huh. Well, you guys just but had a big Belgian event. We've been the last two, two weeks. Belgians yeah. are, Belgians <laughs> are a yeah. treat for me. So Nothing but two weeks of Belgians, Belgians. and sours. And yeah. sours. I'm soured out, to be that honest was, with you. All the Cantillons. Oh, I'll take Canton all day. I had a trip to the Netherlands. That was just sours all day. It was, no, it was, it was Belgians. Belgian tri- mm-hmm. triples, doubles, quadruples, everywhere. Yeah. Every bar you go into, that's what was on tap. I, the only style I can just continuously drink without getting tired of is an Imperial Stout. Otherwise, I that's get so, I fade them fade so, out. Crazy. Yeah. For me, that's that's Scotch ales. For some really, reason. really yeah, Scotch ales. I can. Should we have busted open that we have you? <laughs> Maybe we'll we'll think about we'll it. See what happens later. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this one, Belgian, it falls off on the mouth. Mouthfeel falls off. You know, in terms of flavoring. What's ABV on this? Because it doesn't taste super high. Doesn't. Yeah. The so bottle art is man. That's all right. Mm. Less than less. Than yeah, it's like right uh, it's pretty typical bottle R here. It has a little devil on it and, and a little tiny devil, but regular barcode. Uh, yeah. It's an eight point one. Eight point one. Okay, well, shit. They hide it pretty well then. Yeah, because it doesn't. It tastes like a six and a half seven. Yeah, it tastes. Yeah, <clears throat> it tastes a lot lighter than what it is. So you know, we talked about a little bit about you know. Not necessarily being a connoisseur of the beer, and one of the things that always puzzled me is, you know, the difference between a, a double, a triple, and a quadruple, especially when it comes to flavor. What the heck am I supposed to expect out of that? Uh, well, that all comes down to the sugars used when they brew. So um, I believe a, a, a triple is – I'm going to – it's been two years <laughs> I'm not, Yeah, I'm not, I'm not 100%. I don't feel confident answering one that. One of them has that. candied sugar. One of them has like I don't even know about that brown sugar or something, and one of them has regular sugar. I Someone think it's, will correct you on the website. Yeah, and I don't feel like people will be like you're stupid, <laughs> guys. I'm sorry, I'm so dumb. It's been two and a half years since I've gone through beer school. I forget about the Belgians. I, I knew it, but I don't Belgian. I don't really go for Belgians all, all that much. I can't. I can't remember oh, what I, exactly. I, love the is. I, love I mean, obviously, I believe quads have a candy sugar, and I, I think that's the reason they're higher ABV, darker beer, and a little heavier. And I think that's the de- that I ninety percent on that. But then the other two, I can't really give you a difference. Yeah. Well, well, I'll I'll look it up and put it in the the video. I'm not sure either. Fair enough. But this one's this one's all right. Enjoyable. It's light. It's enjoyable for yeah. a triple. It's it, would I order it? No, probably not, but I don't really drink Belgians all that often. Um, and if I do, I'm going to drink a Belgian Belgian for the most part. Yeah. Uh, unless I'm going with my boys from Weyerbacher because they crush some Belgian styles. But other than that, even Oma Gang, I could give them a chance, but I don't really venture out. I'm not, into, I'm not big on Oma Gang. I don't venture out too much into American Belgians. I just don't think they do it right. Yeah. Jesse, what, do you, what are your final thoughts before we go into the uh, 
Yeah, the, oddly the enough, for uh, I mean, this is supposed to be a triple. Yep. Yeah, I mean, for a triple, it's pretty light. I, I expect a lot. I expect a much denser beer out of a triple. Um, so really, within the style, um, I'm just going to get a seven. It's it's pretty standard for the field. Okay, so seven. Seven, seven, one, seven. I would two. say for for a triple, I would say, I would say seven even for the style. Me personally, maybe it's slightly higher than that. Um, maybe like a seven one seven two. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. It's average, to me, it's it's average. But for the style, it's definitely definitely average. Yeah, yeah. Either way, it's a C. I wouldn't be Low C. disappointed when ordering it because I ordered a triple and it tastes like a triple ish. Yeah. But then when you can get like Lafin for the same price, just, I'd get Lafin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unibrew anything's a really good pick anyway. So, are we gonna? Will be one more. Or you wanna? Let me go grab him a key. Okay. So. And then you guys decide. Okay. So Jesse, which one of these is is your favorite in terms of of labeling? <coughs> in, uh, labeling? Bye. Yeah. Um, I'd say the three legged lab. Okay. I, I I can agree with you on the that Elda, one. Yeah. The Elda M. It's it's. Um, it's a little more fancy, yeah. but that's not necessarily what I'm looking for. The, the right. three-legged leg stand, uh, lab stands out a little more. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I like the Imperial Stout uh, can art better out of all of them. El de May is, is cool, but I like to take, I guess it's Tejas or whatever. We'll, I'll, we'll, someone will correct us. I like that actually better than the El de, the, I say El de, May, the El de M. Uh, it's not really, it's like the El de M isn't really eye-catching in terms yeah. of like if I'm in a cooler and I'm looking for a beer that I want to select. I'm probably going to overlook that, even though that was my favorite beer. It's intricate artwork, but that's not necessarily going to catch your eye. Right, right. And, and when you're ordering beer or you know looking at cool, you want something that catches your eye that isn't you know a white background with you know red labeling. You know, unless your unless your your thing is like very simplistic, logos or designs like that are often be overlooked for something that's bright or unique or like a lot of bright colors to catch your attention and stuff like that. Which is where I think the three-legged lab excels in because two-tone blue with a little bit of goldish or yellow, so that's going to stick out. Because like, oh wait, is that a you know blue cans kind of stick out more so than white or like silver, you know? Right. Because there's so many white and silver cans, so where seeing a blue can, you're like, oh, what's that? And it's a really good shade of blue too. It's not yeah. you know navy blue or yeah. Know, I like that it's blue a, a lot. Eye-catching shade of blue, especially yeah, like, with the gold combined with it. I like the L to M's blue actually a little bit more so. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, labeling is a dying like it's not necessarily a dying art, but it's like it's often overlooked. Which is if you're making something to represent your brand, you should want something that catches someone's interest. You know, something I mean that doesn't have to be necessarily original, but if you have your color scheme, maybe like a cool font or a logo like that, you can really make it work in your favor. And that's like the the real ale beers, you know, they're their styles, you know, every one of their beers has that same label style and just a different name on top of it. Yeah. So there's there's nothing really to, to make it stand out. Yeah. They're they're focusing on branding it. You're gonna recognize it right away as their beer, but that's not necessarily gonna sell it. Yeah. And I know looking at the the Christmas tree, you know, full of presents beer over there, like there's there's <laughs> like you know, you have a, a Christmas one that the minute you look over there, that's the first thing you see because it's green and red and like big white and green font. Then you have the like a copper and black, another carbock there. I can see a portion. Like those are very eye catching, compared to just seeing like you know a bottle that is a maroonish kind of color. Like I mean, I think carbock overall I think nails are designed pretty well, more so than than what I've seen. They also put a lot of focus into their names. I, I really. As a collector of bottles who wants to see interesting bottles up on my shelves, you know, the names mean a lot to me. So when yeah. somebody puts, you know, a really interesting name. So we've, we've got from Carbach here, there's uh, you'll shoot your eye out. You'll spell Y-U-L-E, like, you know, the holiday thing. And it's, you know, obvious reference to uh, the movie A Christmas Story. They've got sympathy for the logger. Yeah, obvious reference to the, the Rolling Stones. And even the, the you'll shoot your eye out has the, the leg lamp from the movie, yeah. which I think is yeah. pretty cool. You don't see that everywhere, you know. They just really—I think they do a great job, Carbock with their cans. I'm actually very impressed with how they all look, more or less. Um, and you got what, Mother and Lager—that's a, a seasonal yeah. lager, like. 
Yeah, like carbon a lot seems to have here. a lot of loggers. Yeah, yeah. which to each their own, you know. Um, loggers do sell for the most part. You know, it's it's the lowest market. I mean, what fifteen percent of craft beer is, is loggers, hmm. maybe twenty percent, but that's the highest selling in in terms of beer overall because Bud Light they're all loggers, so that's the high. They own the least of the market, but yet they're the highest selling. So I can see where you know if you're opening a brewery, you gotta have a lager if you have the capability because right. they just sell. They sell as long as it's decent. You know you're gonna sell a lot of lagers. They're also, I mean, if you're talking about you know the, the brewery from a business standpoint, you know you're gonna have people coming in there like my wife who are like, you know, okay, I'm a Coors Light drinker. What do I drink now? Yeah, I, you've got to have a lager ready or yeah, you know, or a Kolsch. But not a whole, not a whole like lot of breweries make Kolsch's. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, you, you got to have – If I know lagers take – or I believe they're 90 days, so and they have to be cold fermented. So it's, it's a lot of time is sitting in the tanks fermenting and, and aging and, and whatnot. But, you know, it's, they sell, and they, if that's what's going to you know, allow you to do all the off-the-wall stuff, I mean, you got to do what sells. And I, I know we've touched on it a couple times on the show is, you know, we talk about adjuncting and, and all that kind of cheating, but – the stuff sells and in its own way like you gotta do what the market says you know and if the market says we like adjuncting beers you gotta cater to the market or else if you don't cater to the market you're gonna you're gonna fail market and catering there you go. and adjuncting and a lot of texas lagers oh wait were we, i was supposed to grab a beer no no you're no. grabbing a key for somebody and then coming back yeah you're coming back i'm drunk already <laughs> welcome you, back jeff all right so you want to do hollywood you want to do one more Let's do one more. Let's Why do not? one more. How do you say no to that? Let's do a dealer's I choice. I never say though. no. Yeah, Jesse, you pick. Jesse gets to pick because it's all his beer, and he yeah. was nice enough to bring it and share it with us today. I knew he was going to pick that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I've been eyeing this one up all night. So that's that's going to be uh, – I'm trying to figure out find what a kind place it is, of prominence in your, uh, in your display. So yeah, Jesse like grabbed – my ceiling, oddly enough. He grabbed the Carbach You'll Shoot Your Eye Out from I'm trying Christmas, to figure out what kind of beer this is. I got I got ding Texas beer so oh, far on go. something. Ale brewed with cocoa nibs and spices. Oh god! Uh, now we're talking. Oh, All right, god. that's it's gonna be one. a Christmas Co- beer. Cocoa nibs is is a needs, buzzword. Needs, yeah, Dealer needs has to die. <laughs> yeah, he, he's spoken. Yeah. <laughs> spices, spices are what get me. Yeah, beer was who could it? What could it be? <laughs> you won't know until you open. Everything's it. a spice. Right, so you really? want to ding ding them on? I want to ding them on. They're, when you oh, say ding, do you mean nibs? positive or uh, negative? Negative, negative ding. Nibs, right? Negative ding on no, Texas, huh? That's a whole other story about hey, cocoa nibs. you be nibs. careful, right? Ted sh- Cruz is going to jump your they ass go right shoot now. me. Some of their information is really hard to find. Oh. Like ABV, style. Like that should be not the biggest thing on the on the can or bottle, but it like should e- be on there easily to find. Easy, to, easy, you know, easy to find, you know, and, and it's not a deal breaker. It's just a, more or less a pain in the ass. Well, it's on Brewery DB, you know. Who yeah. doesn't have that at their fingertips all the time? <laughs> yeah. Well, the head on so, this one is beautiful. It is. So it's wow, definitely nice there. And white and, well, not white, but um, like a creamy. Off, like a cream yeah, off, yeah. Off white. There you go. So as, as the last, smells Christmassy. As the last beer, cocoa nibs and spices. Yeah. I definitely get spices on it. Yeah, there's a lot of good Christmas spice to it. Not getting a whole lot of cocoa nibs. I'm almost imagining like a so. gingerbready kind of beer right now yeah. from the nose. Yeah. Like on, our, on our trip nutmeg. down high ABV beers, this is uh, an 8.0. Oh, so every, surprise. Everyone we pick seems to be yeah. from the Tejas Lager. Well, everything's bigger in Texas. That's true, yeah. Everything's <laughs> bigger, bigger in Texas. Yep. So, smell, Christmas, I'm getting spices. Smell, Whatever that means, spices. You just you smell no, the no cocoa nibs, but just spices. Yeah, I, yeah, I did take a little sneak sip, and there's not a lot of cocoa nib in it at all. No, Jeff's always Russian. Is there not cocoa Russian. but not nib, or is there just <laughs> not cocoa? Just nib? a lot of nips. <laughs> just a little cocoa nip. <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting any chocolate or cocoa nib aspect to it. I'm getting spices. Lots of Christmas spice. Yeah, cinnamon, a little bit of cinnamon, nutmeg. Dry, really it's, dry. It is very dry. Yeah. But with the spices in there, this is 
So, I mean, it's, it's you know, a Christmas theme. It's certainly yeah. what I would expect out of a winter exactly, a yeah. winter beer, which yeah. is when I'm really buying out of control because I like the darker, denser spice or less, beers. I'm assuming it's a winter a winter warmer is what I Which think makes it sense is. now with Probably the color of the can and then what they named the beer after a Christmas story. Yeah, like yeah. It's, so it's, it's probably it's their, a winter warmer. It makes, it's their winter beer. It makes sense now with, you know, tasting it how, you know. This one also, nibs, nibs and spices. Yeah. This one yeah. also has an extreme lack of rain clouds and lightning, and I'm a little upset extreme. about that. Extreme? Yeah, oh, they've gone extreme with this one. This one has no rain clouds and no lightning. Oh. I'm not a fan of Christmas-style beers. I'm just going to throw that out there. How do you feel about pumpkin-style beers? <laughs> it depends. <laughs> after the first gimmicky? five or before oh, the ab- first absolutely. Five. Like Christmas? Yeah, they're gimmicky. They're more gimmicky than Christmas beers. I'm a little disappointed. I'll be honest. A little disappointed. I agree. Mm. It's dry. Only spice. No cocoa. And nothing body-wise. Yeah. Light it's body. Very, it's super very... Dry. Yeah. Cider body-ish. Mm. Yeah. It falls that. flat. Mm-hmm. On, on. I'm sure it tastes better in Texas, but here in Orlando, Florida, on March, whatever day it is, you know, it's, it's kind of... It it's very lackluster. I think that's probably the lowest of the five in terms of score I'm for me. I'm going to disagree. I'm actually a big fan of the winter beers. Are you? And the spice beers. Um, I mean, I'm disappointed it doesn't have the cocoa in there. But really, yeah. if I were to just pick this up, if they hadn't said anything about the cocoa and they just said this is a winter beer, I would I would like it. Yeah, I would really enjoy it. That's a good it. point. But I, I do think, and we've talked about this before, it, don't put something on the label unless it exists in the yeah. taste. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, we had that spaghetti western that tasted <laughs> like nothing like spaghetti. Yeah. Nothing. No spaghetti. No spaghetti. Negative spaghetti. That one's from Texas too, I think. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. It's a little booze. I get like a little bit of booze, booziness to it. Not overwhelming, but it's. It's. I think I would can get taste more 8%. if it wasn't such a dry, spiced beer. It's so no. dry. It's like I don't have a problem with dry. I, I don't either. If it's if it's what I'm expecting, yeah. It's like oh, in yeah, this yeah. in this style with a high ABV like eight percent, it should have a a rounded out full finish like a sweet kind of make your mouth salivate kind of finish and it, it with all those spices it almost makes you the opposite yeah it's like giving me cotton mouth yeah hmm. <clears throat> i'll go first on the rating since everyone else has gone first i'm really gonna poo poo on this <laughs> keep it together chef <laughs> i don't know why that made me laugh so hard but... <clears throat> oh god my, that hurt 6.7. Below that's average. Real, that's a real poo-poo. I poo-pooed on it. That was a poo-poo. I think that's the lowest score I've ever that given a beer on the show. That was the poop emoji. You yeah. just did an emoji. I'll put it in there. And, it's and going the in. the three-legged lab was a bit of a disappointment for you, too. So Carbox not seem to be doing it for you. No. Oh, yeah. I think, But I think the three-legged dog lab really hit me on, like, I like the style, which is biased, but it is what it is. I like stouts more than Christmas beers. I, but, I did like the three-legged dog a lot, though. I didn't. I wasn't. I gave it a run-of-the-mill score for an imperial stout, but I thought it was an enjoyable beer, nonetheless. Oh, they're all in. They're, every single one's enjoyable except for this one. You should try six. What six seven? So D plus. Highest, so the highest score that we've given so far has been to the pale lager. Yeah. Damn. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. True. I think I gave. No, you're right. Yeah. And then, yeah, you're right. I gave it that. Well, it makes but, sense. It was brewed with, with rain clouds and lightning. Yeah, but and that a little hits, bit of poncho. But that, that hits on style. Style, I gave it a 9.5. Overall, it's, you know, it's a, a running the mill beer. Yeah, it's an average. It's a seven beer. But Pale Lager, it's a 9.5. So right. the highest, I think, score was so the. So for a Christmas beer, then, where does this one stand? But, oh. <laughs> I mean, for a Christmas Within beer, I think, it hit, I think it's. Me personally, it's a 6 7. Christmas beer, probably an 8.3. Okay. I've had better and I've had worse. Uh, okay, as a beer that I just just a beer, I'm gonna give it a seven three. I do think it's enjoyable. I just it's the dryness is getting to me a lot. And uh, when you called it a poo poo beer and I choked on it a little bit, I didn't enjoy it so much. So, <laughs> um, but it, I'm gonna give it like a seven three. But as a Christmas beer, I'm gonna also give it a seven three. Hmm. Okay. So I think it doesn't change knowing the style. I just think it, it's run-of-the-mill for both. Um, there's definitely better Christmas beers, a lot better Christmas beers, yeah. um, with a lot more flavor and a lot better finish and a body. And, and 
I think it's run of the mill for both. I think it's, yeah, C minus, bottom of average. Yeah. Jesse, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm disagreeing with you guys because I, I like it. I, um, I'm, I mean, for a Christmas beer, the, the one thing it really detracts for me is, is, as you guys have pointed out, it's selling something that it isn't necessarily. Yeah. But if I, had, if I had just had this plopped in front of me and didn't know what to expect, I'd be giving this a 9.5. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's just not what they're selling it to be. Right. Yeah. I could agree with that. It's not an it's not an unenjoyable beer. No. No. I mean, I would I would if someone gave it to me again, I would drink it, but I probably it'd be the probably the second to last thing I would order from what we've drank. For for what me it's first easily as good as that lager. The, the last and triple? Yeah. I thought that was an at first I, I thought it was enjoyable. I'm not I just don't like Belgians. Unless it's Unibrew. I don't Dave, know Dave, just turn off the podcast. Don't listen anymore. <laughs> Mike hates Belgians. More German, but. I also hate Belgians. But, <laughs> <laughs> but at, least I, at least I can appreciate that they're simple. I, I am, I, oh, don't even get me. I appreciate Belgians, but there's a whole thing about Belgians that. This is how we get over an hour every episode, by the there way. There you go. Yeah. Jesse, <laughs> Jesse, what are you thinking? What do you think of a score? You say you really liked it. Yeah, I said 9.5. 9.5? Yeah. For for that style. Okay, what about you personally? Nine five as well. Um, maybe a nine overall because okay. okay. there there's still other styles that I'd like better. So, okay. see, and I I love that. I like that everybody pal everybody's palate is a little bit different. Yeah. You know, yeah. for us, something that we don't necessarily like is something that somebody else loves. So it's it's cool. That's yeah. what I love about craft beer. I was, yeah, I mean, this this has been awesome. I, I really enjoyed you know trying beers from Texas, man. So much appreciated. No Yeehaw. problem. Yeehaw. So. J- <laughs> Jeff. Hollywood. Hollywood. Plug it anywhere. It's time to plug it. Plug it anywhere. We no got plugs. No plugs. No plugs? I don't wow. got no plugs today. Wow. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> by the time you listen Five to this. $5 Burger Mondays. By the time. <laughs> by the, I think I plugged everything Wob could possibly plug on the last episode. You did. So, 20 minutes uh, later, yeah. Uh, something it was 20 minutes of plugs. I'm not plugging Wob today. Sorry, Wob. You got your spotlight last week. Um, I have just come back from Hunapu Day, and it was awesome. <laughs> it was so much fun. And I have a bunch of Hunapu that I get to drink, and we're going to probably do an episode where we drink it. So yep. keep tuned for that. Uh, keep tuned for some other episodes. We have some cool stuff coming down the pipe. Uh, I don't know when we're going to finally do the battle of us infusing beers, but I think that's going to be really It's fun. coming up. I think it will be af- after battle. the uh, Sculpin episode. We do have a, a Sculpin horizontal taste test. Yep. Which is uh, that's think, the next episode. Are we the ones who who just coined that term, or does that term already exist? No idea. Because we're just doing every flavor of Sculpin side by side, so it's going to be a really cool episode. That's a lot of flavors. Uh, only there's only four: habanero, pineapple, grapefruit, grapefruit and then fruit, regular Sculpin, and regular, and watermelon, and, and watermelon. I don't. I can't get watermelon. <laughs> I don't think there is watermelon. Watermelon's no. Dorado. Dorado. Yeah, I've had it. A watermelon Sculpin. I think it's water. I think it's watermelon Dorado. I think so too, but um, but we're doing a vertical, uh, horizontal. Almighty Excel sheet here. That's next. That's next episode. Whatever episode number this is. So yeah, keep tuned at the bar podcast hashtag Hollywood. <laughs> Jesse, sure it's time to jump in the Prius. So I'm a, plug I'm it anywhere. Greedy guy, so I'm going to plug myself, my blog, uh, used hairs, used bottles. Uh, find it at bottlecollection.net. Uh, if you're looking on Facebook, just look up used hair. You'll see it. When, used hair. Now, used what, hair. what is your blog? I know we kind of touched on it, but what is it necessarily like about? You know, you collect bottles. <clears throat> so I'm trying to go back and forth between stories of collecting the bottles, trying to talk about, you know, how I get the bottles back, you know, traveling with the bottles, uh, the challenges involved with trying to display 1,400 bottles and cans, things like that. Um you know, definitely trying to find my audience at this point, find what they're looking for. What I'm yeah. getting now is they're more interested in the uh, the stories involved in getting them. But I'd, I'd really like to talk about the, you know, difficulties in displaying 1,400 bottles have, of beer. Do you have a maximum number that you have in mind for displaying, or are you just going to keep going? I'm just going to keep going. What does your so, wife think about that? Uh, she's all right with it. I, I have a restricted <laughs> space. Okay. So, I think eventually you, know, you should just build a... A shed in the backyard out of bottles and cans. Uh, you know, my, my lifelong dream is to find somebody who's opening a craft brewery 
who needs you know decorations and then just display my beers in their craft brewery. That would be you know really that would cool. be really cool. They're opening a couple. We know of a couple of people opening you, up soon. Did yeah, you know this is uh, uh, not a plug or anything, but just now that I said that shed thing, do you know Heineken actually made a bottle that that they link together to make sustainable Buildings. housing? Yes. It's, they're bottles that can be used as bricks, and they literally fit into each other to stack as bricks to build houses out of. I saw that, that was cool. the Heineken experience. Yeah, yeah very yeah, cool. That's good. Cool. So check out your blog, right? Yeah, check out my blog. I'll, I'll put all the, the little information on the, Mike, the video. Dirty Mike, plug it anywhere. I'm going to plug in at the bar podcast because <laughs> I'm a gritty son of a bitch. Because if you're listening now, <laughs> you're you don't already know about w- it. I already hooked you in. We have a lot of good content. We have a lot of up. good content. We are actually behind, mainly because it's my fault. Uh, we have a lot of cool stuff coming out. We have Berman County coming out, or has, is already out. You should check it out. We have the Sculpin next episode, the horizontal. We have the, the, you know, the, the conditioning of a porter coming up. We have. Uh, the list goes on of things that we either have done or going to do or doing or we're planning or talking about or talking about. Um, we have some events coming up. We're going to try and get involved with. We have shirts. We do. Yeah. We have some gear. We're getting, coming we're out. getting some gear coming out. I think one of them says um, waiting for the hand dryer to go off so you can take really loud dumps. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. I'm gonna, some I, of that stuff should go to, you know, the very first listener to be on the podcast. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll get you one. We'll get you one. But I, I want to make a, a list. I'm greedy. <laughs> yeah, I want to make a list of quotes that we've all said, and you guys get to pick the quote that makes the first shirt. That would be pretty cool. All right, let's get the yeah. Let's get the yeah. listeners involved in because that was definitely one of them. <laughs> it never made it to the show. That was <laughs> backstory. I'm going to poo poo on the sphere. <laughs> <laughs> backstory on that quote: uh, When we were at Coasters at the beer event, I had to use the restroom and decided that I would text Mike <laughs> that exact story because we're in a very small bathroom and I was waiting for people to use the hand dryer so that I could continue my poo. <laughs> so. <laughs> And I know we've all been there, so let's not blow yeah, let's it up. Not, yeah, let's not make fun of them about you it. You all know that you've been there. We've, wait, we've all waited. I just picture that like <laughs> that that meme where somebody's like, hold the lines, <laughs> hold the lines, and then, all right, go. <laughs> like, I mean, I was sitting at the table sipping on Canteon, and my phone goes off. It's from Hollywood. I'm like, what does he want? And that's literally what it said. <laughs> Waiting for the hand dryer to go off to take really loud dumps. <laughs> So anyway, I'm going to, yeah, I don't even know where the hell I'm at at this point. So we're going to end the show there. Thanks for, again, for, <laughs> thanks again for listening and watching. And until next time, cheers. Hollywood, peace out. <laughs>